Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, scientists in Spain say a pair of sandals found in a cave are more than 6,000 years old. And Tony Kornheiser, wow. Maybe they belong to Louis Carnesecca. What do you oh, think? Oh, there you go. You take your shots. You be Louis. Guys who love yeah. you and you take shots. Shots. And you know how happy it makes them to find out yeah. about that. <laughs> you do know. Actually, I do because I've seen yeah. them and they've told me in person. Yeah. And they say, yeah, you know, are we ever going to see Tony in person again? And I go, I, I can't I promise. I don't know. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Orioles win their 100th. Europe races out in front at the Ryder Cup. And is Notre Dame Duke more compelling than USC Colorado? But we begin today with the Detroit Lions beating the Green Bay Packers for the fourth straight time. Beating them in Lambeau last night and beating them convincingly, 34 to 20. Wilbon, this is your division. Yeah. You have laughed at and dismissed the Lions, I yes. don't know, 20 years is it now safe to believe in the Lions? No. No, no, no. No, you don't believe in anybody because they do this for three weeks or four weeks. No, and the Lions are the best team in the division, Tony. I think you know, we look at it now, and our small sample size will tell us that, that the Lions can do enough defensively and get after the pass or they're explosive. They were up in an eyelash on the Packers last night all over them in Lambeau. In Lambeau, where yeah. they now win a couple of yeah. straight games pretty soon, somebody's going to say we own the Packers. That would make me happy. But, Tony, no, you're, you're, you're in, in pro football. First of all, you're one injury away. You're also very easily vulnerable to a slump that affects the whole team because you haven't done anything for a whole season or two seasons or four out of six seasons. You don't have that history to buttress you. Right. And sports are as much psychological and emotional as they are athletic. And so, no, the Lions look like they're there, Tony. They look like they're ready to turn the corner. But I'm sorry. You're going to have to forgive me because I'm going to say, you know what, I got to see what happens at least through October and November before I crown them to quote the late, great Dennis Green. So we sort of agree, but we sort of disagree a little bit. You were not on the show yesterday. I sat here and I said, I believe that game last night was a battle for the soul of that division, not just this year, but maybe in the future. Because the Bears stink, and they keep getting coaching hires wrong, and the Vikings are tired. And I thought this game would put a lot of pressure on Jordan Love at home in Lambeau. He didn't rise up to it. He had two interceptions, and the Packers had a total of 21 yards in the first half. That's the lowest amount they have had in 40 years. So I think two conclusions are inescapable. One is that Jordan Love is not yet on the line with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And two is that the Lions are the best team in that division. Now, I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team. They're the best best team in that division. division. No question. They have now won six straight games in that division. That's domination, Holmes. And Jared Goff, you talked about owning things. Jared Goff is now 5-1 against the Packers. So if Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears... Jared Goff at this point owns a little bit a little of the Packers. Bit of maybe he's got a maybe he's got a Squires tire share rights. with the Packers. Yeah. But you and I both know how terrible the Lions are. Look, the Lions have never won a Super Bowl because they've never been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. In your lifetime, going back in your lifetime, they that, have never one been a playoff game. win. One. One, one. since 1957. I think I was so at that game somehow. 
You know, unbelievable, Tony. You know, that's, that's, look, good, yeah. listen, they're easy for most people to root for. If I didn't live in that division and root for a team that is utterly stinky right now, I might be rooting for the Lions right. too. But I, I, by birthright, okay. I'm excluded. Right. Now, to baseball. The Braves clinched home field throughout the postseason with a sweep of uh, the Cubs, as we saw coming. Some of us who fell a half game behind the Marlins for the third in their wild card spot. Stop looking at the Cubs. You're done. Those Marlins were leading the Mets in the ninth when their game was suspended by rain to be finished. If necessary, it won't be Monday. In the AL, the O's clinched the East with their 100th win, and the Mariners are within a game of the final wildcard spot after a come-from-behind walk-off win over the Rangers. Tony, which result was the biggest deal? Okay, so I don't want to sound provincial here, but I think it's the Orioles. They won 100 games this year for the first time, I believe, let me check this, since 1980 when they were great, and they won it in what I think is the toughest division of baseball. That was pre Just two years ago, just two years ago, they lost 110 games, and before that, in two full seasons, they lost 108 and 115. They have completely turned the ship around in just two years, and Mike... They've done it without a great power hitter. I don't think they've got anybody with 30 home runs. And they've done it without a great starting pitcher whose name is known all around. And the guy who did this, the GM, Mike Elias, did it under the radar, and he did it with draft picks, and he was smart enough to keep the manager, Brandon Hyde, even though there were so many losses for a while. I, I stand back, and I applaud them. I do. Tony, that's fine. And in, 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 in a historical way, to answer the question in that context – Yes, the answer is the Orioles. Yeah. I'm looking at it more like right now. Who had the most important win for right now? We knew the Orioles were getting in. The Orioles knew they were getting in. Yes, there was that nice celebration they even had after. It's great. It's wonderful. But, Tony, Seattle. I mean, you know, look, Seattle's had some misses where they've had some great teams or borderline great teams or potential great teams, and they've just blown it. Going back to, like, 1995, there were seasons in which you thought, wow, Seattle's got something promising here. And now, Tony, they need to defend home. They need to win particularly difficult games at home. That's right. They've got this advantage in that beautiful ballpark. I'm one of those people that roots for Seattle because I like going to Seattle. And I just like the ballparks, both of them, the football and the baseball next door to each other. I like rooting everything about Seattle. They needed to win that game. And now they're, you know, they're still bumping up against the Astros. They haven't lost yeah, contact with the field right now with one back, no. Tony. So they they're needed that, the and Astros. they need another. They're, if you ask yeah, me this question tomorrow, I might say Seattle again. Three back of Texas. That's, yes. been, that's been the best race all year. It and is. And it continues to be the best race. And I will leave the Cubs out of this discussion. Because the Marlins are not going to have to go to New York, as you well know. No. We move now to the Ryder Cup, which was a disaster for Team USA today. They got skunked 4-0 in the morning, swept clean in alternate shot by Europe, and then with leads in three different matches this afternoon, they got caught late and tied in all three. They go to sleep down 6.5 to 1.5, which may be too wide a margin to make up. Wilbon, where does this day leave Team USA? Tony, you know, let me, let me just provide a little context about Team USA. It's something that I thought, you know, usually I don't know which way to go in these things. You know, you, the European team always has much a, a greater sense of team than the U.S. does. And there are cultural elements that, that, that form sort of that dynamic 
and reinforce that competition after competition after competition. But this year was different to me. This year, maybe some of it could have been avoidable. The United States, of the 12 members of the team, only three of them played competitive golf, even a round of competitive golf after the BMW, which was here in Chicago, more than a month ago. So what were they doing? I mean, it, it comes off as arrogant. Meanwhile, all 12 of the European players on that team played competitive golf between, you know, b- between that and their own BMW. And it's like, wait a minute, are they taking this that much more seriously? Do the American players erroneously think that practice round and range work is going to pull them even with a team they often struggle with anyway and a dynamic they struggle with dealing with Team Europe? Uh, what are they doing, Tony? So I went into this yeah. thinking this morning, and I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning to watch live. I went in thinking, we're going to get crushed, and we did. We have so far. That's an interesting take. I, I mean, I hadn't thought of that at all. I believe that, by and large, the American players are better than the European players. I believe that if it went down to Sunday and it was close, the American team would be favored in the singles matches. But you can't, you can't go down four or five or six on Sunday and reasonably expect to win. Because then you got to win the 12 singles matches, eight to four, nine to three. And I'm that's sorry, hard. that's not These going to happen. Too good. The yeah. Americans choked today. They choked. They did not win a match for the first day ever. They lost five outright. They had Max Homa and Wyndham Clark Ooh, were up two to, two to go. Yeah. And, they, and they got tied and they hit bad shots. Um, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas were up with two, with five to go. They are multiple major winners. They have to close that out. In yeah, the case let's of give Kepka Rom and Scheffler, some credit, Tony. Let's give Rom yeah, some no, credit. I'm gonna, in, I'm a, <laughs> let me finish the sentence. In the case okay. of Kepka and Scheffler, Rom had two eagles late. And Ooh. they were making birdies themselves, and they couldn't, they couldn't win the holes. But it was, you know, I, they gave away two. Look, if you ask me who scares me on the European team, if you asked me uh, three weeks ago, I would have given you three guys, McElroy and Rom, because I think they're the best players in the world, and Hovland because he's the hottest. They yeah. were 4-0-2 today. They got five of the six-and-a-half points today. Yeah. That's, you can't give that My up. My man, Matty Fitz played well, too. Rom, how about played those Eagles? McElroy. Coming up, baby. Should we be more excited about the NFL game that features two good teams or two stinking ones? And is tomorrow's Notre Dame Duke game of all things more intriguing than USC Colorado? Toss-up must be next. Rom, Rom, Rom. Everybody Arizona's own Rom. He is great. But everybody thought we could win what we play in America, which is you play your own ball till it gets an all. And we didn't win that. We didn't play. We didn't win it. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. It's time for toss-up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show, then goes straight to sleep so he can wake up at 1.35 in the morning. There you go. The Ryder, Ryder Cup, Cup baby. Plus first. Toss-up. Yeah. Which NFL game are you more excited about? The good one between the Dolphins and the Bills or the bad one between the Broncos and the Bears? Forgive me for saying this. I find the Broncos and Bears to be an irresistible game. I understand that the Dolphins at the Bills is going to be a more impactful game, a more meaningful game, a better game. But this week four, Mike, we're gonna, they're good teams. We're going to see them down the road. Yeah. After this game between the Broncos and the Bears, they may disappear completely. It's possible if the Bears lose that Matt Eberflus disappears from the NFL immediately. They've lost, I think I have this right, Mike. You'd know better than I. They've lost 13 straight games. 13. And it's 13 a, margin, in a row. margin of 190 points. Now, Sean Payton's not going anywhere except to embarrassment land for the <laughs> stuff that he said about Nathaniel Hackett, how bad Nathaniel Hackett was. And he was bad. But I believe he was 2-1 to start last season. Sean Payton is 0-3. There are some people might. <laughs> right. Sean Payton gave up 70. And there are some people who think he's sort of looking to lose to get the number one pick, to get Caleb Williams. Yeah. Maybe that's true. But yeah. the season so far is a stain yeah. on his reputation. I'm going to one of these games. So I better be more interested in the game I'm going to because I'm not going to walk around with a phone with, you know, uh, YouTube television and the NFL Sunday ticket to watch the other one. It's not. I mean, I, look, there have been some great games in time going back, you know, historically between those two teams, between the Bills and Dolphins in the same division. But yeah. listen, yeah. Bears, Broncos, Tony, I will say this, for two teams that stink, I, I'm yeah. actually curious about how this is going to go down. Eberflus, by the way, is not going to be fired. He's not. That's not how the Bears family, the McCaskey Hallis family, does business. That's not going to happen. Not this week, not next week, not if they're 0-7, not if they're 0-11. They're just, that's not what they do. But it's interesting because I want to see, can Justin Fields, this sort of, this sort of uh, proclamation, I need to play the way I need to play and, and enough of that other stuff. There's a lot of support for that, Tony. There is. Nobody's saying that Fields is playing well, but nobody's thinking he's being coached great either. Not in these parts. We want to see incrementally. Can they get a little better? Can the defense do something? Can the Bears do anything that makes them look like they were once monsters of the midway? That's what I'm interested in. They were the and monsters of the midway in the 1940s. 1940s. Sean Payton is What's from next? right here. He's coming home. It's That's a homecoming right. game for Sean Payton. Next. Toss up. Which college game are you more intrigued by? USC Colorado or Notre Dame Duke? I'm going to be fairly brief on this one. I am more intrigued by USC Colorado and not at all because of Deion Sanders. Not at all. Because I think I'm having the opportunity to see 
maybe the two best quarterbacks in yep. college football. Amen. Caleb Williams was great at Oklahoma, and he has been great at USC. And Shador Sanders has been a revelation in the first four games that we've seen him play in a Power Five conference. Notre Dame and Duke is interesting in this regard. I mean, Duke's a lot better than people expected. Duke is 4-0, going for 5-0, which I believe would be the first time, let me look this up, <coughs> excuse me, since 1994, if they got to 5-0. And if Notre Dame loses this, that's their second loss, so they're done. And what would go down as well is, I believe, Mike, they have beaten, in a regular season, 29 straight ACC opponents, and so that streak would go down. And I'll just add this about Notre Dame, because I didn't get a chance to say this earlier this week. If you have 10 people on the field, playing defense, and the other team is making their winning Ugh. touchdown drive. Twice. That, and you have it twice. You have it twice. That's a fireable offense. You may uh. be able to fire the head coach. You certainly could fire the defensive uh. coordinator. You certainly could. I'm done. Tony, I, I want to see the quarterbacks. I want to see Caleb Williams, and I want to see Shadour Sanders. Just like you said. They're, they're, yeah. they're, I mean, there's no, you know, I don't know. You can go four spots down before I get to something I want to see that much this week. Because, look. They could be 1-2 in the upcoming draft. How many times do you get to see that in college football in the season? So I, I'm interested in that. But I'm interested in Duke-Notre Dame as well, Tony. I mean, Northwestern plays Duke every year, essentially. And we used to yeah. own them for a while, and now they've owned us for about three or four straight years. And we play Notre Dame occasionally. But these are two teams that I, I grew up 91 miles from South Bend. And I've always had this relationship with the Irish where I respect them like the Cardinals and the Packers, but I hate them. And so I want to see Duke beat them. I don't know that that can happen, but I am really intrigued by both those games. But I'm going to take okay. narrowly the quarterback derby in the, in the Colorado-USC affair. That's it. We'll take one last break. Still to come, will Zach Wilson prove Joe Namath wrong on Sunday? Ooh. I don't think so. That's in your wheelhouse so. right there. Getting in your grill. We got a big game in the Pac-12 tonight. The Pac-12's got a lot of stuff. Pac-12's the best conference yeah. in the country right now. And it, I don't care yes, what and it is dissolving. It is yeah. dissolving yeah. into the Pac-2. And then- we all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Happy time, people. Happy 26th birthday tomorrow. Max Verstappen, the dominant Formula One driver, took last Sunday's race in Japan for his 13th victory of the season, two behind the record he set last year with six to go. Verstappen is on the verge of sewing up his third straight circuit championship. He's already fifth place in all-time wins with 48. Verstappen's father raced Formula One, though he never won. Max recently told Channel 4, quote, My dad never said I was going to be a champion. He was always the opposite. He'd tell me I was going to be a truck driver, a bus driver. He was always in a good way, I think, making me realize that what I was doing at the time was not enough. Tony, how lucky is this sport to have essentially Verstappen go back to back with Lewis Hamilton, to have two dominant figures, like worldwide stars, icons. I mean, to go back to back like this, I, I mean, I think that has raised the profile of the entire sport for a lot of us who weren't paying attention, but these guys pull you in. Happy anniversary, Ichiro Suzuki. On this day 22 years ago, the Mariners outfielder broke the major league rookie record for hits in a season with 234, surpassing shoeless Joe Jackson wow. in the history books. Ichiro finished that season with 242 hits, a batting average of 350, and he won both Rookie of the Year and MVP. And if you think those numbers were big, Three seasons later, he posted 262 hits and an average of 372. In all, the Hall of Famer put up 10 consecutive 200-hit seasons in the major leagues. And when his 3,089 big league hits were added with 1,000-plus he accumulated as a seven-time All-Star in Japan, he totaled 4,367. Tony, he's right there with Pete Rose and Tony Gwynn in, in my lifetime. I mean, Rod Carew was great and won, like, six batting titles. But, I mean, Ichiro, I mean, the numbers are so staggering. And he was 27, 27 years old when he got here. Suppose he played the first six years, just six of them, in the major leagues. I mean, he he, he, he just owns the record books. You can compare him with anybody all time ever. He would. Happy trails to Bryce Harper's helmet. Last night, the Philly star went nuts after being rung up on appeal on what he thought was ball four. The umpire who made the call was the often criticized Angel Hernandez, who then ejected Harper as he stomped down the line. Eventually, Harper headed back to the Phillies' dugout and flung his helmet over the protective screen and into the raucous Philly crowd. Multiple fans fought over it, but the father of 10-year-old Hayden Dorfman started the chant, give it to the kid. And so it ended up with his son, who later had it autographed by Harper. Did he chant to give it to somebody else's kid? His own kid. I don't know if that makes him all that altruistic. Kid. By the way, you know, Bryce Harper, eh. I, just, I know he's, he's a great player. He's popular. He's charismatic. I just, eh, eh. He's all those things. Let's go to the big finish quickly. Grand quarterback it. to Sean Watson. Questionable for Sunday's game against the Ravens. That's a big deal? Yes, yes. That's a division game, a division rivalry. Yes, it's a big deal. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson cleared the concussion protocol is going to start against the Rams. Is that significant? Yeah, 
It's a home game start, but Gardner Minshew was very good last week. Zach Wilson says the Jets will do everything they can to prove Joe Namath wrong. Do you like his chances? I don't listen to Zach Wilson. I, I just don't. Nothing he has to say. Nothing. Number 10, Utah. Number 19, Oregon State tonight. Who you got in the Pac-12? If you tell me that the Utah number one quarterback, Cam Rising, is playing, I'm going to take Utah. Yeah. Last okay. one, WNBA playoffs. They continue tonight. Who you got? Look, Tony, I'd like a little drama. I'm probably going to root for that. But I think even on the road, Aces and Liberty win these games tonight. And so the Liberty series with the Sun will keep going. Aces will say enough. We're out of time. We're trying to do better the next time. Uh, Daryl from Comcast and Carlos from Verizon. Shout out. Ooh. I'm Mike Wilbot. Have a great